Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Citywide Paranormal and Worldwide Events uh, going on here in our world <clears throat> as we speak. Uh, it's early still. It's about 6.39 a.m. in Chicago uh, Eastern Time right now, I believe, if I'm saying that correctly, Eastern Time. Uh, I don't know if that's right or not, but don't quote me. Yesterday, we touched on some subjects, um, the known origins of some uh, black projects with the uh, Mount Peniel Black, black uh, Pyramid in Alaska. Uh, military was lying about that and Said they sent a broadcast out to military members, but then, uh, you know, they kind of just brushed it off and said they never broadcast anything like that. And uh, when a military member was leaving or exiting the the military base, a gentleman came up and, and said that I heard you were interested in the broadcast and stuff like that he says yes there was a broadcast uh but i'm so sorry i can't say anything else shook his hand and the gentleman left and this military uh personnel member never seen this guy uh before in his life like he was just like he looked like a janitor but never seen him there before so he maybe he was just uh Inside whistleblower, I don't know, but uh, touching on other subjects from yesterday, um, what pyramids were capable of, uh, which I was talking about uh, energy distortion and uh, the measurements of ultrasound at 28 kilohertz. Um, now, if subsonic sound at 28 kilohertz I was uh, telling you yesterday this is the levitation frequency which um, I don't know if you guys ever seen the Ricola commercial um, I forgot what that thing is called it's like a huge pipe but if if you like blow into it it makes this like ooh sound so I seen this gentleman on uh, YouTube, or it was like a video somewhere, uh, where he put down this, like, object on the floor. I think it was like a stone or something. And he moved this, uh, this instrument over the stone and started to generate this frequency by blowing into this tube over the stone... And the stone started to levitate due to the, the vibrations between, you know, the, the frequency at 28 or even more uh, kilohertz. And this thing started to, like, levitate. And he moved it from the floor, picked it up, and set it down on a table with just the sound of the instrument which I thought was incredible I never thought that could be uh, 
could be done. But I've seen it with my own eyes. I mean, I forgot what the video is called and stuff like that. I'll give more information later. Uh, but another subject today I wanted to get into was the Crimea, uh, Russians, and U.S., and NATO. And what's going on with that? I mean, uh, there's this... If you're not following him, follow him on YouTube, Canadian Prepper. Uh, please do. This guy has some of the most incredible evidence and so much valuable research. Um, and also the angry prepper in... Uh, I believe he lives in the Bronx. I'm not sure uh, what part of New York. But uh, the channel is called The Angry Prepper. And the other channel I watch is The Canadian Prepper. And these guys... Um, these guys know what they're talking about. Um, it's just uh, really interesting to to know like how they prep and what kind of resources they use, and uh, you know they give us information on uh, you know if shit hits the fan, where are we gonna go? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna uh, assess your family on emergency situations and such? Which I think is, is very valuable in the time that we're in now, which is not good, people. Uh, going into topics for this video I want to play for you guys. You can hear it from our, you can hear it from him when I play this video. Uh, Moldova escalating is confirmed. China's military is on Red alert. High, very high alert. Uh, U.S. warplanes are in Taiwan. U.S. slash Russian nuclear forces on high alert. We are in high alert as well as Russian forces, guys. The shit could hit the fan, literally. And can happen at any minute, it says. Roman... Romanian forces move to the border and why China will 100% send weapons and labs leak suddenly is okay for the US government yada 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 you'll hear it from this gentleman that I'm about to play the video on now so take a listen in let me walk that back. Most of you who've been here for a while, you're going to have no problem integrating what I'm about to say into your thought process. But if you are new here, if you are new to this primarily preparedness channel, I know we're veering off course with this new stuff, but guys, the situation in the world is far, far worse than we are being told. The tensions between East and West are ratcheting up at a rapid rate. Case in point. Four weeks ago, what was everybody talking about? What was prominent in the news cycle at that time? A little bit of politics, a little bit of food prices, inflation peppered in, a little bit of stuff about the war, some celebrity gossip. Then overnight, like clockwork, like a light switch, were downloaded with a flashbulb memory of stratospheric balloons. Floating through the sky across the ocean, across the continental United States, was it UFOs? Did they cross nuclear bases? We got those words, buzzwords in there, nuclear. 
UFO, all of a sudden they're shooting it down, they're shooting down more to, you know, compound and beat it into our brains, right? Then lo and behold, this week, the Chinese, they come out with a peace proposal. Almost like maybe somebody knew they were going to come out with this peace proposal, as vague as it was, as vague and as hopeless as it probably is going to be for reasons that we're going to talk about, as well as other escalatory factors in the last 24 hours, so just stick with me. But suddenly they come out with this peace process on the same day, on the eve of them doing that, all of a sudden the CIA comes out with information saying, you know what, we think that the Chinese are about to send Russians weapons, ammunition. And I want to make something clear. I think they're probably right about that, but it's the timing. It's the timing. Now think about what happened just in the last two days. You cannot make, I gotta, I gotta take my hat off for this, man. It's getting hot. Think about this, okay? <coughs> for the last three years, every single legacy media news network has been singing in unison that if you question the origins of the virus, that you should be demonetized, you should be deplatformed, you should be derailed, sidelined, marginalized, you should be kicked out of society because you're a tinfoil hat wearing clown. Now, all of a sudden, at the tail end of Balloon Row and the Chinese sending the Russians weapons, all of a sudden, lab leak confirmed by the US government the same day, every single mainstream news network singing the same tune in unison that, yeah, you know, I guess we got it wrong. But they're not talking about how we funded it. It's just all to shift the Russophobia to Chinaphobia, xenophobia, whatever you want to call it. That is the focus. Can you see what's happening? Now, the reason why this is so important, just imagine what else they're not telling us. Just imagine that they're not telling us the severity of the current situation. We've been telling people that they've been ratcheting up the DEFCON level for a long time, that the risk of thermonuclear war is higher than it has ever been. Most of the population still walking around like zombies. It's unfortunate but true that the government have a vested interest in preventing people from panicking. And that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get people prepared. But think about that. It's almost as if they knew that the Chinese sending Russian weapons was going to become a reality at some point. So they just pulled out a few, you know, pulled out a few scripts and okay, we'll do the balloon thing. We'll soften people up with that. We'll massage them. And then we'll, you know, the Chinese will try to put out this peace proposal, but we'll sideline that with some accusations that they're going to arm the Russians. And, you know, maybe we do have good evidence. And as I'm going to talk about, I do think that the Chinese have a vested interest in keeping the Russians going for as long as possible. Here are the top three dirty self-defense moves. Number one, throwing dirt in your opponent's eyes. Throwing an object at your... Because when you really think about it, they stand only to gain by the Russians continuing to keep NATO at bay. Guys, I'm just, I'm blown away at what has happened in this past month. The shift... They just, just like that, they turn a red square into a blue one. They do the same thing with ideology. 
with politics. I know I'm doing a lot of thing right now, and I'm sure I'm going into, I'm, I'm sending signals into some people's tinfoil hats, but man, wow, unbelievable, three years. And just like that, it's okay to hate China now. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you should hate Chinese people at all. Absolutely not. Judge everybody by their merits. But isn't that funny? In a really, really scary kind of way. Just imagine what else they're not telling us about how severe this crisis is. Do you know where the fallout shelter is? In your city, if you're watching this in Europe, you probably have a better sense because they've been at a higher DEFCON level for a while. Do you know in United States, in Canada, ain't no fallout shelters around here. There's maps, you know, there's old defunct uh, fallout shelters. There, there was thousands back during the Cold War. Not anymore. They don't care, okay? And there's, it. I've done this, I've lived, breathed this for over a year. This is all I do, okay? I had my fun long time ago. This is all I do now, and I can tell you right now that we've passed the point of return with this. This war is going to get hot. NATO is going to intervene in the con. They're going to have to. I mean, they would not commit this much money. Think about what are they getting? Look at Iraq. You know, what did they... They were actually going to get some oil. What are they getting out of this Ukraine thing? Clearly, it's... it's. And if you think about the amount of money that's been poured in in such a short period of time, in Iraq, you had the dividends of the oil, right? You don't have that. What do you have? A lot of topsoil to grow a lot of grains? They don't care about that. There's something far, far bigger going on, and it's likely to do with global finance. But um, my friends, the situation is going to get really, really, really hot. We got to talk about the Moldova escalation that's been confirmed by the Ukrainian authorities. They come out and they say, yeah, you know what? We actually are uh, getting ready on the Transnistrian border. So I guess that's a Russian intel confirmed. We have the Chinese military on high alert because uh, the American military feels the need to conduct provocations on the Taiwan Strait. We have U.S. warplanes in the Taiwan Strait. As I mentioned, we have the USA and Russian nuclear forces on high alert. What else is new? And I had to write this in there because SHTF could literally happen any minute now. I mean, it could literally happen any minute now. It's absolutely insane. We have Romanian forces moving to the border of Moldova. We have uh, flights being suspended by certain aviation companies in Moldova come March 15th. We got, I'm going to give you my reasoning as to why the Chinese are 150% going to be sending weapons into Russia. And this is likely going to become a situation where you have big brother China, big brother NATO, and Russia and Ukraine duking it out. China has no good reason not to support the Russians. They have every single reason, especially now with respect to this lab leak. And lo and behold, okay, we got to think about this because I mean, this is this is crazy. Okay, okay, the, the conspiracy theory thing. Apologies, we demand apologies, right? And uh, remember that it wasn't just, this isn't just the Chinese fault, but they want you to forget about this part. It's that we funded this whole thing. 
Okay, now I'm not going to get into that WEF and uh, that whole situation. I'm not going there. I'm just going to leave it at that. And you could use your imagination. But this is what was on RT today. That one news agency that spanned off this platform. Stop smearing China with lab leak narrative, Beijing tells U.S. So, the same media agency who for the longest time was in support of people when it was instrumental for them to do so. Because remember, this whole thing was political at the time. It was a way of smearing Trump and... When it comes to giving your bathroom a fresh spin... Then you had RT and a lot of those people at the time, you know, kind of joining in and saying, well, maybe it was a lab leak because they're, they're catering to their audience. Now you can, you can see, because even RT is shifting. Okay, they're shifting and they're saying, stop smearing China with the lab leak narrative. It's about science and should not be politicized. And uh, yeah, U.S. Department of Energy suggesting that the virus did not originate. And the U.S. Department of Energy, of, I mean, you've had biologists saying this. And this just goes to show that who is really, who is really driving the car here? Uh you know, who determines what's right and what's wrong? I mean, this is absolutely insane. I just can't get around this. Now, we're going to talk about what's going on. Let, let's just quickly touch on some of the smallest. I don't have a whole lot to talk about today, guys, but we got to talk about this, okay? Because this is where the new front is going to go up. That plane that was shot, not shot down, but destroyed in Belarus was supposedly perpetrated by some Belarusian partisans, okay? They're defectors. They're people who are anti-Lukashenko. And as I've said, they don't want uh, the Russians nor the Belarusians want instability in the country because it could get potentially violent. The Belarusian society is a very well-armed society. They're more well-armed than Canadians. And that just goes to show maybe they're not as authoritarian as some other countries are. I mean, when you put the UK up next to Belarus in terms of their... Uh, firearms rights, at least. Hey, you want Things, you know, tend to lean towards uh, more liberty in Belarus. Anyways, so here's the problem with this. Every time you have a major incident like this, whether it was sinking of the Moskva, the Crimean Bridge, now this $350 million plane, which isn't the Moskva, but it's getting up there in terms of price point. Okay, it's about worth about half as much. But this was a big, big blow. And uh, every time we hear things like the Ukrainians say, yeah, we're going to take back Crimea by such and such a time, people need to understand what that means is that is posing an existential threat to Russia. Putin, for the first time, I believe, just in the past week, was ruminating about the balkanization of the Russians, of uh, Russia by NATO, how they're going to break it all apart, and how we risk, you know, existential annihilation. We know, we know for a fact that before these threats are made good on by the Ukrainians who say, yeah, there's going to be tanks in Red Square and all this nonsense, guys, they're saying this. Think about what they're saying. Think about what they're saying. They're saying that they're going to go into Moscow. What do you think happens long before that? They push the button. So it's like, do they think we're all dumb? 
They probably do, because look what just happened in the last couple days with the government coming out and saying, not even a branch of government which is science-based or anything, just, you know, a, a random branch of the government, right, to absolve those other branches of any uh, responsibility or to not draw any attention towards them. Absolutely insane. Now, the Ukrainians are saying that, oh yeah, you know, uh, Natalie Gominyuk came out and said that uh, we got concentration of forces along the Transnistrian border. You know that Transnistrian border that houses that ammo dump of 20,000 tons of Soviet-era weaponry that the Ukrainians need to fight off the Russians who are amassing in droves in the country in the hundreds of thousands, okay? They need that. And they're going for it. And remember, just the other day, they were like, oh, yeah, this is Russian disinformation. Now they're coming out and admitting it. <laughs> I'm laughing because what else can you do? We're on a collision course. Nobody, while well, somebody's at the wheel, but they don't care about when anybody in the car is screaming. Okay? We got the Belgians and many other European countries freezing all of Russia's assets. Billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. Stop stuffing sopping wet bags of ice into your cooler. I've got a brand new fridge on wheels that keeps your food ice cold. You got Poland setting up anti-tank barriers along Belarus. You got Romania sending these uh, anti-aircraft guns through the streets today. They're deploying anti-aircraft missile defense as well as these anti-aircraft guns to the Moldovan border in anticipation of what? Because we know that there's already almost no flights going to Moldova. As you can see here, there's this huge dead zone, right? Huge dead zone, almost nothing into Moldova. I believe there was one other um, flight company. I can't remember what they're called, but they are still sending flights there, but it's few and far between. And even in Romania's airspace now, Granted, this has been a very um, low traffic area since the war started, but you can see that this circle just gets wider and wider. There was a time where it was just mostly Ukraine. Now it just keeps getting wider. It keeps expanding. It's, it's getting scary because I know, I just know that, you know, the situation is about to spiral out of control in ways that's going to catch a lot of people off guard. I can't articulate all of the data points, every single video, but you guys know that I've been living, breathing, sleeping this stuff for a year, and I can tell you right now that all of that data points towards escalation. There is nothing in the equation that is slowing it down at this point. And the reason why the Chinese need Russia to keep fighting this conflict is multifold. If Russia becomes destabilized, if Putin is taken out, okay, number one, he's going to re be replaced either with somebody who is 
far more hawkish and who is far more quick to use nuclear weapons than Putin is. As much as people like to joke around, call him Putler and this and that, he's a lot more even keeled than many other people who are in the Kremlin who very likely would have already taken things to the tactical nuclear level, okay? That is number one. The Chinese don't want it to go nuclear. The reason why is obvious. If there's a nuclear exchange between the Russians and the Americans, invariably there is going to be some Chinese targets likely taken out as well, especially now with all this saber rattling. Okay, the Chinese know now that this is it. You know, we're on the shit list too. And it's only a matter of time before the decoupling is accelerated. And, uh, you know, the, the ICBMs, a few of them are going to be pointed our way as well, just to ensure that if the United States and Russians destroy themselves, that and I know this is crazy to think about, but there's nobody left to come in afterwards and take over the world, because that's exactly what would happen, even though you could argue nuclear winter, but and many people think that the global south, the literal global south, would be the ones who prevailed, because continents like Africa, South America would be the only um, hospitable places after something like that if you agree with how things would play out from a uh, full-blown mutually assured destruction perspective now remember we've talked to many experts on the channel before who suggest that it's not all about nuking every single city that you can it's all about taking care of the military bases taking care of the uh, the nuclear triad primarily and then maybe a few of the major cities and other logistical points of interest but there's many ways this could go anyways they don't want russia dismantled they don't want it balkanized why because they need the energy they need the resources they are an energy hungry society take a look at this take a look at russian chinese trade take a look at this my goodness let me resize this so i can get it all in the screen for you guys. Most black coffee has two ingredients you want, water and coffee beans. But they also have over 400 that you... Look at that. Hey, good morning, how you doing? Good, good. This is where it was in 2000. You this is where it is now, almost, what, a couple hundred million? Eight billion, and it's gonna be even more this year. Do you think China can do without this? You think knowing what they know about the whole Taiwan situation, that they can rely on whatever sort of puppet government NATO puts in there after Putin's gone? Of course they know they can't do that. They absolutely need to keep Putin in charge. Look at their electricity consumption. Since 1985, they've went from barely like 0.3 terawatts up to seven terawatts to fuel their society do you think they can do without russia absolutely not they can't do without russia's allies as well they can't do uh those without those countries that are like russian adjacent like uh tajikistan and kazakhstan and these kind of countries so they have a vested interest in keeping russia propped up at least for now I'm not saying that there's never going to be animosity between the Russians and the Chinese. There has been in the past. And many people will say it's in the Chinese interest, in fact, to let NATO and Russia 
duke it out, and then they can come in there and clean house. Now, I don't... Uh, historically, Chinese have not been a very imperialistic society. They're, they're, if they're going to do it, they're going to try to do it through monetary means, like they are with the Belt and Road Initiative. But this is some of the weapons that they're likely going to send. Long-range artillery systems, high-precision multiple rocket launchers, anti-tank missiles, surface, surface missiles, small tactical drones, and loitering missiles. Those are like those uh, flying Doritos that the Iranians sent, only a little bit more advanced. They're, they're like swarms, which are almost impossible to completely destroy, as well as electronic warfare equipment, as well, of course, as their strategic support. And the most important thing with respect to Russia supporting, or sorry, China supporting Russia, is that strategic support, the economic support, the billions and billions of dollars that they're using to prop up the Russian economy. The Chinese know that one of these days, all those dollars in their coffers are going to be worthless. Okay, this is why they're stockpiling gold. Guys, all the data points line up. All right, guys, I'm going to stop it there. Um, I just truly think that with all the information, and this is the channel, this is Canadian Prepper. This is the guy I'm talking about that's got it all, the information, the intel, everything needed to inform the world where we are headed. And let me tell you, we're not headed for somewhere, something good. Trust me on that. Um, it's, it's really, really scary. It's something we all need to think about. And it's something we all need to prepare for. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get some more coffee. Hope you enjoyed this little short segment. Um, I know it was only 21 minutes. Uh, but I think 21 minutes is just enough to just slightly inform you a little bit more on what's going on. Uh, rather than me spitting out information and, and, and telling you something, I need somebody professional like Canadian Prepper to actually explain it a little bit better for you. So that's why I play videos for you guys. Uh, I'm the overcaster. I just, you know, inform you a what I know is going on, but these guys actually get into their intel. They got military intel, people that give them information, which I'm not going to say. They won't even say it, which is really smart because you don't want to get anybody in trouble and you don't want the resources or the intel going back to this person saying, you know, hey, you're giving false information, yada, 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 which they're really not. This guy does his information. Uh, and I really thank Canadian Pepper for everything that he does. So, I hope you have, guys have a great morning. Uh, get that coffee in, because I certainly am. Um, stay prepared, get ready, uh, and stay curious, guys. Alright, you guys have a great morning, and I will talk to you soon. It's been 31 minutes and 24 uh, seconds of... Just getting information and giving it to you guys and just trying to have you guys understand where I come from. Alright guys, have a good morning. Stay curious.